0: Y'all ready? Yeah. All right, guys. Now that Josh is off the phone and we can finally start, we've been waiting on him for like an hour. Yeah, it's typical. If you saw our, uh, our, our door-knocking YouTube video, Jay and I were doing all the work while Josh was just, I don't know, talking about fantasy football or something. I have explained this
1: before. Okay. Okay. Everybody knows I have another full-time job. That supports me and what I do with the undamed. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to take some business calls. Uh, business fantasy football, same thing. Yeah. Well, fantasy football is tomorrow. That's for sure. I'm. I'm. I'll get more excited about it tomorrow when we get to our draft.
2: Anytime Josh misses a
1: misses seeing something in the stand,
2: it's typically because he's looking at his phone trying to figure out who he's going to play on his fantasy team. Yeah,
0: I like fantasy football. I do too. But, I mean, when there's work
1: to be done, you know, I don't pay attention to it. Well, i got to get my players in. (laughs) How'd you do last year in your fantasy league? We won the dynasty league. Who's we? Me and Jerry got a team in the Uh dynasty league. Uh, Okay. Uh, Didn't do any good in the other two leagues. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Made the wrong calls. Picked the wrong players. Okay. so I got you. uh, It's just something else to look forward to this fall with hunting season starting. Yeah.
0: I mean, hunting and
1: football. Yeah. Two That's of my right. favorite things. That's right. And hunting's gonna start about the same time football does. Yeah. Uh for us. Eight days. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we uh we go into bear season guys. Uh we're pretty excited about that. And uh then right after that Kentucky season comes in, as we've talked about before. But yeah, we're we're all uh we're all really excited 'cause, you know, this is what you uh prepare for all summer, you talk about, you buy gear, you get ready, but it's uh it's coming on us quick so
1: we got jay here with us today
0: yeah it's jay's first podcast
2: yeah thanks for having me guys yeah no problem glad you could uh <laughs>
1: actually could, make it just, glad you could join us yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: i also have a full-time job that supports my hunting habit so. yeah
0: uh, it sounds like an excuse to me <laughs> not <I'm> just kidding <laughs> all right well uh uh well, okay what's going on with uh with us now getting ready what's going on with everybody's life what's going on with hunting well
2: baseball's winding down finally uh so the kids aren't as busy
0: and before we keep going guys just for the record josh has already got two phone calls since he last hung up at the beginning (laughs) i'm watching his phone here watching his
2: phone it's ridiculous uh what's her what's her name
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) chase (laughs) (laughs) yeah chase Uh, yeah no, so, so basically in trouble <laughs>
2: <laughs> no what's going on now is uh we've been running cameras for uh over in ohio and here for for deer and uh i've actually been looking at trying to do an urban bow hunt as you guys know i don't do as much of the bear hunting uh as these guys do so early season i concentrate on Trying to get in a tree somewhere. Yeah. So. Well,
0: we understand, Jamie. We all can't be men. You know?
2: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything.
0: Yeah, he's kind of like, well, you know, I don't really. Try. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, to each his own. But uh, yeah, so I'm looking at doing a uh, an urban deer hunt uh, this year, and that season actually opens September 7th. So, um uh, doing my homework on that, trying to trying to get permission, trying to uh, get the permit, going through that process right
1: now. And so didn't didn't you, uh,
0: you've already went to one property and there was already
1: someone's stuff in there, right? Yes, yes. That, that they probably don't have permission to be they in there. They
2: absolutely do not have permission to be in there. So I went, scouted a piece that I have permission to be on and uh, walking in there, I got excited. I was like, man, this is great. It's a nice little point, And there's two tree stands uh, already in there. So I've got, uh, Got some more homework to do.
1: I mean, do you have any other leads on another area, urban area to hunt? Or are you going to try to find out whose gear it is? Yeah, so
2: the next step, I talked to the property owner again uh, yesterday about it. And the next step is to put a uh, sign or, you know, note on on the stand that just says, hey, unfortunately you don't have permission to be here and uh for them to remove remove that stuff but i'm also going to start looking at some other areas as well
1: mm-hmm. And i'm we've looked at that urban hunt. we've talked about it here um but i i and i haven't dove into it but i figure that it is tough to find property yeah yeah especially with where the urban honey is right right so uh, but and there a, have and the been process. people that have had success with it. Oh yeah, killed yep. some
2: nice velvet bucks. Yep, yep. The process to just you know get permission, things like that, is has been a little tedious, but not too bad. Yeah.
0: So I've never done any type of urban hunting before, so I really don't know a whole lot about it other than it's urban.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, some of the some of the hunting that we did last year, you could consider urban hunting. It was just right outside of city limits yeah oh yeah you know what i'm saying yeah it wasn't in an urban hunting zone but you, you i would consider it an urban hunt because you're it's a different type of hunt we're hunting close to a road or hunting close to houses things like that so it's a yeah. little different
0: and uh as far as your approach to it are you going to be in a stand um or you, ha- you
2: have to be in a stand just
0: because of the size of the property
2: no, it's it's actually uh, I read through the laws uh, the other day, and for this urban hunt, you are required to be in a tree stand because I think they don't want you know if you're ground hunting. They don't want. Houses. They don't want
1: guys like Josh crawling through yards in his ghillie suit. Yeah, right. Rambo, <laughs> sneaking around, <laughs> scaring kids.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> Dad, so. there's a squatch in our backyard. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he's trying to kill the dog.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing that that's the reason for it. For yeah. no ground hunters. Yeah. To just hop from place to place. And do uh,
0: like I know what you're saying, the, uh, yeah. like the
2: shot angles. Shot angles. I think yeah. they want everything, you know, going down versus uh towards a house. Yeah.
0: Which so. makes sense. Yeah. And you know you're hunting small blocks of woods. Right. Right. That's, that's not very common in West Virginia, but for these urban hunts that's what you gotta do. So Right. Right. Huh. Well, the only thing going on different for me right now is uh I got a new truck, as you all know. Yep. Which I was excited about. But I uh normally Kirk would just go and uh put, you know, rims and tires on it or something cool, but I now have a shared bank account with my fiance. <laughs> and uh
2: stuff will Kirk's change. A, Kirk's a big boy now. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now I'm like, man, do I buy these new climbing sticks? Do I do I do you think she'll notice if I take five hundred dollars out of our savings account? She'll notice. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I can I can assure you yeah. that they will notice.
0: Yeah, I think she's got some alert on her phone every time. She's like, Kirk, you need to quit spending $5 every morning at the gas station. you got
2: you got to set up the secret account. There you go. Yeah,
0: you that was, have, That's asking for have, trouble. You <laughs> have to
1: have a rainy day fund.
0: Yeah. That's called cash. That's <laughs> exactly right. You know what and, I'm saying? You, and
1: you got to stash it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because,
0: like, uh, yeah, she's, she's trying to get me, right now, she's trying to get me to quit eating biscuits every morning, which would probably be better for my health. But, like, when... <laughs> When I run bears, it's like you got to get a biscuit to start the morning off. I mean, it's just, it would, I wouldn't feel right out there without a biscuit.
2: Right. So right. It's like your monster.
0: But yeah. It, you know, I also have to get one of those. It's not a monster. I'm on a uh, rain energy drink kick oh right yeah. now.
2: Who got you on that?
0: Jay did, actually. Yeah. But yeah. I was drinking bangs before that, and I'm not crazy about the aftertaste. But yeah. the rains are pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, we've already covered what we're doing, what's going on in life. Um, Nobody's
1: worried about what I'm doing. Nah. Oh, I Josh, I gave you the opportunity. Let's <laughs> no, I'm hear just it.
0: Kidding. Other than talking hey. talking on the phone, you know, what else is going on in your
1: life? <laughs> Not a whole lot. Like Jay said, baseball season has come to an end for us. Um and uh working and looking forward to Labor Day weekend with bear season coming in uh next weekend and get us out in the woods and right and see if we can't uh catch some bears after all the training that you all have done. I mean, I've, I've only been able to get out, you know, seven to ten times. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to bear season coming in. All right. And then uh, we've just been shooting our bows and getting stuff zeroed in. Doing a lot of shooting.
2: I shot yesterday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that all of us, um, after last year, with the shots that were presented to us, and then some of the shots that we made on the deer. Um, and we've had a bunch of comments from our viewers uh, and followers um, talking about shot placement. Um, but in, when you're hunting on the ground, I'm not making excuses for us because we all need to shoot and practice more. Right. But when you're on the ground and then you're in the heat of the moment and you've got three to five seconds to decide whether you're going to shoot or not. You know, and that's what caused some of our, not bad shots because they killed deer, but some of our questionable shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean.
0: <clears throat> well, I don't think really questionable would be the word for it. I mean, I feel like I would take those <coughs> shots normally, but uh, I just felt like for me, and I can't speak for you all, uh, something different last year was we were hunting from the ground, and uh, I really wasn't prepared for that. I was used to tree stand hunting quite a bit, and when you're tree stand hunting or or hunting in a ground blind, which I do, you know, both, uh, you're sitting still. The only thing you got to worry about is really your your heart rate. But then, when we were hunting from the ground, you know, my feet weren't always on a nice platform, or I wasn't sitting in a a seat taking a comfortable shot. I was in weird situations, and I might be tired, you know, from trying to get in position to shoot that deer and it's it's not like you're waiting on them to come to you you're you're either trying to cut them off or or you know make something happen right. and so that was for me an adjustment last year and this year I'm going to be more prepared for that I'm not just shooting in my backyard in the same spot shooting 20 30 40 50 or right. whatever I'm I'm getting on you know getting on a bank and setting you know just getting in awkward positions because yeah. uh I mean it's it's, well, it's, different.
1: Totally. it's totally different hunting on the ground yeah, yeah.
2: and I'm kind of in the same boat as <coughs> Kirk I'd never I'd never really done much spot and stock, uh, other than like hunting elk and stuff yeah. in the past, but that's totally different. Um and you know, you look back to the video of the luckiest shot ever, I took that shot from my knees on a on a upslope. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's just n- that's I never practiced something like that. Yeah. Um but now, like yesterday when I was practicing, I took half the shots from uh you know off my knees just just because i'm thinking all right who knows what what type of situation we're going to be in yeah uh hunting from the ground
0: yeah and a lot of times you're in like if you're just trying to wait them out you know you're in just really uncomfortable positions yeah you know
1: where you're cramping up or it's like waiting for that long beard to come in yeah and you you don't want to move because you don't you don't know where he's at if you're trying to play cut off with him Right. right And, and he's there and all of a And then he's all there. of a sudden he's there. Yeah. And then you picked up two openings that you can shoot when he's coming. You gotta make it happen. And then he's there and well he's already through the first one. hmm So now your mind's racing, hey, I've got to get this shot, I've gotta make a shot. Yeah. Right. And when you're hunting on the ground, those situations come up more often than not. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's but i with the deer that I think that we, you know, people question the deer that I killed shooting a frontal shot. And All I'll right. stand by it, and I would take that shot. I was hoping every, you'd take that shot. Every time. Yeah.
0: Um, and what, what, what what yardage are you comfortable at, Josh, of, of taking that shot, a, a frontal, frontal shot? shot.
1: Uh, for me, <laughs> well, I can tell you this, I wasn't going to shoot at him at the, when he was crossing that little dirt path uh-huh. when he was coming towards me. Um, but when he got within 20 yards, I was going to take the shot. Yeah. I, w- I probably wouldn't shoot past 20 yards for a front not shot. Not frontal? No. No. Because no. yeah. no. I, I think if he would have stayed out further than that, I think he would have turned and gave me a broadside shot. And I'm, to be honest, I'm probably not comfortable taking a frontal shot out past 20 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I would wait for the broadside shot. I mean, but at at 13 yards and he's getting ready to go, I was praying you were going to take the shot. Well, I mean, the week before that, I had those tame two bucks out in the grass and I had him at 35 yards. Right. And I didn't take the shot. Was
2: that the morning I was sick and I was filming? Yeah, and you were filming from afar. Yeah.
1: Um, I had those deer at 35 yards and decided not to take it. Yeah. Um, And it was a, you know, not a good quartering away or broadside but I could have shot decided not to yeah Um, I think the situation for everybody um, dictates whether you're going to take the shot right yeah you can't Uh, tell
0: everybody's abilities are different that would be like us saying oh you shouldn't take a a 20 you know a 25 yard front-facing shot well that might be different for
1: Levi Morgan that's exactly right (laughs) that's right yeah I mean there was you could see through through our videos in season, that even in Ohio, there was and we were in a stand, and, and there was several times that I just didn't feel comfortable, and I never took the shot. Yeah, right? and, and how close do you think you know some of those were? Well, that the the big uh, 160 inch 10 was 32 yards. Yeah, yeah, and I just didn't feel comfortable taking it. Right, and I know Jay was sitting there going, shoot, shoot. I had a I had a lane. <clears throat> Yeah, he from the camera from view. From camera view, I had a lane. He didn't with the
2: limbs and stuff. So I'm I'm sitting there like, why aren't you shooting? But, but you know,
1: <clears throat> we all try to place the arrow where it's going to kill the animal as fast as possible. Sometimes you get unlucky. Right. Yeah, because uh, that's
0: absolutely the last thing you want is to hit a deer not good and uh, and yeah. you know take a risk of uh, not finding it obviously, but then you know wasting the
1: meat yeah yeah i mean you're gonna have mistakes yeah for sure yeah uh and it's not any more we're not going to see any more mistakes than anybody else obviously we we, we've shown some mistakes yeah um we're not afraid to show it no because it's reality in my opinion i think all yeah i think all hunters go through mistakes that they make in the in the hills yeah
0: yeah. yeah, and that's, that's one thing, guys, that you see different from, uh, you know, some shows, some TV shows or whatever kind of show it is. Uh, you never see them make a mistake. They portray themselves as uh, not screwing up, basically. <laughs> and that's not what we're about. That's not what we're going to do. Uh, obviously, you're bow hunting. There's, You're going to screw up. You're going to bump deer. You're going to make bad shots. And uh, instead of holding that footage back or whatever you know don't get me wrong we don't post everything that we we literally do um just of it because some of it's just not it's it's the ugly side of hunting i mean there is an ugly side to it but we are we try to be as transparent as possible and yeah. uh you know let people know what's what's really going on not we're not perfectionists we're not uh you know we're not perfect at everything we do yeah and right. sure
2: and but also show sure that we can learn from these mistakes yeah so yeah. one way that we're learning is you know we learned that we need to practice some different types of shooting yeah because typically i would go out there uh, i've got like a range set up in the yard and i would shoot at you know 60 50 40 that's it but now and sometimes i'd shoot out of a stand as well because that's what i was always doing but now we've i've adjusted my style of practice to where i'm doing doing a lot different different things as far as shooting uphill downhill from from a seated or from a kneeling position um Things like that just to, to try and prepare myself better.
1: Shooting off your knees is paramount on the ground. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's 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 that simple. Most of your shots on the ground are gonna be from your knees. Right. If you're hunted down. And also,
2: like I thought about recording uh Kirk, like Mang, with my phone and just playing that over and over while I was trying to take a shot too.
0: It would it would uh that would it would help you. <laughs> <laughs> what they're talking about if you all don't know. I got in the habit of I can't. It, it's almost weird, and it was it bath. I don't know why I do it, but I like you know. Obviously, the deer to be stopped, which does a few things at a close, real close distance. It doesn't hurt you because the deer doesn't have that much time to drop, depending on you know how hard a bow you're shooting or whatever. And this year, my setup, I'm shooting. I got a 27 inch draw, and I'm shooting 292 feet per second, which is pretty good out of a hunting setup. T Rex Arms. Yeah. All right, that's all i actually have the right draw length jay am <laughs> <laughs> not 29 i'm five foot seven but uh, uh i threw him off track <laughs> you did you got me all flustered call me t-rex uh, arms
2: you were talking about how you had the meh yeah oh time. yeah
0: the meh so like i just and, and part of it was afraid that the deer is going to keep walking as you shoot um, but you just, I mean, I, have I, have like I said, hopefully I've learned. I mean, it was pretty much just like a reaction. It wasn't even, I was wanting to do it. I was just like wanting the deer to stop when I was comfortable. And so I would, ma and that would put a deer on alert. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there, don't get me wrong. You can do that. And it, it does work, but, uh, you got to know when and, and where to do it. And I was trying to do it every time just so that deer would stop. And they didn't,
1: but, and, but you, I guess the question, doing that though, it affected, in my opinion, watching you hunt and film and being with you, in that habit, it affected your shooting because it was like yep. you wanted to mast off the deer and shoot. Right. Quick. right.
2: As soon as you were, yeah, as soon as he was done going mat, he was releasing.
0: Releasing, right, which tells you that I'm not uh, squeezing the trigger and letting it surprise me as it should. which is why i've taken the step of shooting a back tension now because that takes that factor out of it yeah it it has to you know if you as long as you're shooting it right don't get me wrong i know how to make a back tension go off without squeezing it off i mean you just (laughs) got to bring it back you you know anybody that's shot one knows that but when i'm in my yard practicing like we talked about i'm trying to perfect and do the same exact motion every single time so when i draw back on a deer it's the same same thing and i'm yep. not i'm not you know you know just just i'm letting it surprise me as a as you're pulling a trigger on a gun as you're doing anything should
1: well i mean there was a couple of times we were turkey hunting and turkeys was coming in and walking and i thought that i was going to hear matt <laughs> to stop the turkeys <laughs> that's honestly I was, worried, I was worried i was worried about that <laughs> no, i'm just kidding you I, no, I, I
0: think I, I think before i actually have you know try to get them to, yeah. just to perk up a little bit
1: but i think that i mean even watching you hunt last year i mean i think that you there are times that you want to stop the deer yeah yeah in my opinion i think even if that deer if it's grazing and we're ambushing yeah don't alert it yeah because it just brings them brings all their senses to a high level right and and, and then you're trying to make that shot when it's right looking for you
0: yeah yeah, but and but in, like, a situation I had to use it was Ohio. Yep. Um, <laughs> because I had one shooting lane. I was in the cameraman stand. I had told Jay prior to that. I said, I have to shoot that. If a deer walks through here along this road, I have to shoot it right there. An hour later, a deer walked through there on that road, and I had to stop it right there. Yep. And so it worked there, but yeah. it's not always the case. Yeah. So, yeah, but as far as shooting goes and stuff, uh... You know, the better shots you are, the more opportunity you're going to have because the more comfortable you're going to be in those situations. So this year, guys, obviously we're trying to improve our shooting, and uh, it just – by doing that, it's going to give us more opportunity to to kill to kill deer. Yeah. You know, and so the better shots you are, you know, that's something that I feel like I've neglected in the past just because I was used to taking 20, 30-yard shots, comfortable position. Right. And uh, I feel like last year that bit me on the butt because – I was out of my comfort zone, but this year I'm going to be more prepared for that. I hope I am. You know, yeah. There's no way,
1: no, well, until you're out there. Right. In my opinion, I think most of your shots are going to be 20 to 30 yards. Yeah. But there was several times last year with us that if we would have felt more comfortable, we could have shot 40, more. 45, yeah. 50 yards yeah, and been successful. I mean, and that's why we're shooting so much this year. But yeah. on,
0: on the ground – um, unless it's rut, you know, there's a certain time of year when those bucks are just dumb. And you're a little able to get those 20 or 30 yards. But from what I saw is it's tough to get in within 20 or 30 yards of a buck that's not, you know, with a doe or, or just in stupid mode. Right. You know, when he's just feeding, that's a tough thing to do is get in range of a mature buck within 30 yards. You know, you got to hope you're set up right with the wind and you can cut him off. Because, like, going at him, that's not going to be easy. Yeah and it it depends on the scenario you know obviously but last year i know you all did a a ton of mobile hunting in ohio and you were using climbers correct yes
2: unfortunately yes (coughs) big so if you've ever hunted, if you've ever hunted with josh when he's the one hunting and i was filming we would start on one end of this big crp field in our climbers you climb up the tree, you wouldn't be situated right. You'd have a little too much lean to it. Josh climbs back down the tree, climbs back up the tree, has to go to the bathroom, climbs back down the tree. okay So it's a constant watching him get up and down out of trees. And then we'll see a, a big buck on the other side of the CRP and he'll say, Man, we need to get over there. We need to move. <laughs> we need to move. <laughs> so you pack everything up you climb down you put the stands together you put it on your back you hump it all the way across to the other side you climb up and guess what happens you see some <laughs> you see another buck on the other side so he's like man we need to get over there so it was a constant battle of uh of tearing down you know your climber packing it up and moving it uh so this year we've uh we've decided to get in and try saddle hunting uh, which is something completely new to me. Oh, I've never done it. I mean I've you. climbed trees. I've never even had my hands on a but I've never a been, saddle. It, never yeah. been in up. a saddle
1: but
0: and the most that I know about it is my dad has a setup and I've gotten a yard about four foot off the ground. I'm like, Yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So we really don't know anything about it other than it looks lightweight, um, efficient. And you know, obviously I don't uh I don't expect it to be as comfortable no. as setting in, you know, certain tree stands like uh, a climber's pretty comfortable, you know, especially oh. those big oh. summits. Yeah. yeah I, mean, we I can, can, I can sleep, sleep all day. But, my them. gosh, if they're not huge <laughs> and you got to find the right trees and those saddles yep. just open up a world of opportunity as far as, uh, you know,
1: picking odd setups that you normally wouldn't Absolutely. be able to hunt in. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm excited about getting the saddles. Yeah. Um, I think from from our standpoint, we could be – it could be scouting hunting on the ground type of combo and have the saddle on us have the the lightweight platform and either lightweight sticks or climbing spikes and you get into an area that's just just that that hot sign that you know you see if you backtrack it and and you can say man well there's no good trees and then with the saddle yeah. and you can get in any tree that there is. Yeah. You can climb right there. You don't have to go back and get tree stands. There
2: was multiple times in Ohio last year where we were walking along that cr the edge of a CRP, and it's like you see a really good trail or a rub line, and we're like, man, if there was just a tree here, you know, that didn't have any limbs and yeah. was straight, this is where we'd be. But yeah. instead, we were, you know, sixty to seventy yards on down the tree line because we couldn't we didn't have a tree right now we're just going we're going to get where we want to get
0: yeah and it doesn't mean just because we're we're excited about these saddles and everything it doesn't mean we're not going to be still hunting in tree stands but you know i'm sure in ohio you all you know I, i'm i not sure i know you all have pre-hung stands yep and so when it's appropriate you'll just go straight to those because why would you bring something else in and then hang it and then hunt you know right you know you know what i'm saying like yeah we're going to use the saddles when it's appropriate to and but i mean watching you know you're all's november content out there it seemed like it was appropriate every day because you were running and gunning all over the place yeah Yeah.
1: and it i think it just gives you another avenue to approach in your pocket that you don't have to move climbers You know climbers are just big and bulky Yeah. yeah um and then you have your preset stands that that we always have, but I think it just gives you that other, you know, ammunition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another tool to yeah to get you into that opportunity that we're always we always talk about, just finding that opportunity.
2: Some of the stands, some of the preset stands that we have in Ohio, they're set to where we can see a really long ways. So, like, in my head, my idea is we're going to go in, we're going to hunt those stands first, kind of almost like observing. And if we see, you know, a lot of activity in a certain corner or, or a certain place, we're going to have the saddles to be able to not have to move a stand. We're just going to get out and go and get in those trees and be ready.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I mean, but I I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a learning curve. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and a comfort curve. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um,
0: Yeah, but hopefully we are going to skip some of that learning curve because Jared Schaefer, which we've known him before he even started working at Tethered, Mm -hmm. um, and that's the saddles we're going to try this year. Uh, But he uh, uh, he's going to come down and kind of give us a a crash course on it on uh, yeah you know saddle hunting just because and and and, you know you can obviously there's a ton of good saddle hunting content there's a saddle hunter uh, Facebook group that. I'm in, and I, I've just read, read, read um, from guys' experiences, you know, what they're, what they're doing, what their setup is. But we're hoping to kind of save some of our trouble, and he can show us the shortcuts, because I think, I saw him say the other day, he's been saddle hunting for six years. That's crazy. So, but it's even been, I mean, it's been a, around way longer than that. I remember when I was a kid, I mean, real young, like 11 or 12, my dad bought his first saddle, and I don't even think he could figure it out. He just sent it back. <laughs> It was like the Gato's <laughs> Web or something, something like that.
2: They didn't have YouTube back then.
0: Right, right. <laughs> they did, but they didn't have saddle. It was a very, very small community, but companies like Tethered, you know, and other companies, uh, JX3, uh, Trophy Line, which was one of the originals, they're all, you know, starting to really gain traction, and the saddle hunting com- community is growing because people like that run-and-gun style hunting. They don't want to walk, and, you know. Have to hang a big bulky stand every single time and it just minimizes and makes things easier
1: yeah yeah i agree with that and, and it just allows you access yeah into some areas that you don't want to pack right a full tree stand set up yeah and we're already packing enough weight with cameras cameras yeah. and you know all josh's snacks yeah my snacks <laughs> coming from a guy that eats 12 cinnamon rolls in a tree. Yeah.
0: And his, all always layers, too. His layers oh. of clothing.
1: It's clothing and snacks. That's all, it's all you hear is the... <laughs> of wrappers. I stay warm and full. At least I take my stuff out and put it in Ziploc bags. <laughs> now,
0: I have noticed when I get real cold, if I eat something, it'll warm me up just a little bit for a while. There I'll you give go. you that, Jay. Yeah. But, you know, I know, Jay's always prepared. He's always got all the clothes. Like, he, he did save my butt last year. We were, uh, some of y'all probably seen it our hog video. Uh, we hog hunted. <laughs> I didn't bring any orange. And uh, I actually don't know. It's a it's pretty strange regulation. I believe you technically don't need it. But the way we're hunting, everybody's pushing stuff, and they're just shooting at black blobs pretty much because <laughs> yeah. the hogs are moving when you're shooting at them. It's like at a TV show. You see that new outdoor TV show, uh, Something like wild boar. Oh, you are talking about the guys
1: over in Croatia? Yeah, like oh, it, I mean, yeah. they're just continuously. continuously. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's wild. Yeah, it's
0: like that, but you know, southern West Virginia rednecks <laughs> out there. We don't know who's. I mean, we got so lucky last year because we were oh. just we were literally trailing hogs, and Trace was like, "Man, I know an area these hogs normally use. There was a snow on. We went and we were we were driving and cut a track on a road, so we started walking it out. And uh, where we were walking to, those hogs were bedded. Well, there was guys above us that we had no idea were there. We heard boom, then we were like, "Oh yeah, those are the hogs we're after." Well, then two minutes later, you hear something. Here they come, and then like those hogs are crazy though, because some of them don't want to jump up out of their bed until uh, until you're on top of them. So like they weren't just like all of them. Like a like a, a herd of deer would just like all bust out of there. It was like one minute one would come by and then another and then another and then like they just keep popping them out so i don't even know how we went from saddle hunting to that but that was uh that was a really fun hunt but i did give
2: kirk some orange that day because that's what it was extra orange we went from okay in uh, in my bag he
0: did he brought me orange that day and thank god he did because we were you know below guys potentially shooting at our direction i mean we don't know well, like I said, we had no idea they were there.
2: I gave Josh some extra clothes one day in Ohio when he was shivering. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: who gets cold quicker? Basically, wait, let me, let me reword that. Who is the tougher out of you two in the cold?
2: Uh, Josh has a little more insulation, so Ooh. I would have to... <laughs> I, have I think
1: to, what he said was, Josh I, has more fat.
2: I, I have to put more. I form. thought he was referring
1: to your beard, Josh. <laughs> That's what I was talking about, man. Your Dag beard. Daggone.
0: That was a daggone shot. I was trying to you know, get him going there, guys, by asking that question,
1: and Jay just bit right on went it. Right,
2: went right to it. Didn't, didn't hesitate.
1: I, I honestly don't remember me barring anything off Jay. Yeah. Because if I put anything of his on, it'd look like a leotard on me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I would say just through my decision making of not wearing a bunch of layers and I know that I'm going into the tree and I'm going to get cold and I'm just going to, have to suck it up. Uh-huh. Uh, in that aspect, I would I say I handle the cold better because yeah. you're better prepared. Yeah. Like me, I don't want to go in there and look like Ralphie <laughs> off Christmas Story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have to shoot your bow. Like yeah. So, I know going in that you know I'm always prepared. I'm probably going to get a little bit cold, but um, if I do get cold, I don't get cold very easy. Of course, I've started getting colder as I've got older. Yeah, I will tell you that because in the past, I mean, I'd hunt in a a sweatshirt and pants. I wouldn't wear any long underwear. uh, That one
2: day in the climbers in Ohio last year, when the
1: wind was. Below them. Oh, the first day we climbed in. You and it were, was like 35. You, I was shaking the tree. You were done. Oh, yeah, shaking the yeah, tree. You were done. But we stayed. Yeah. We, I mean, we stayed until, the, until it was, because uh, mm-hmm. that was the evening. Yeah. Uh, we stayed till dark, but it was absolutely measurable. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if I could have shot yep. if a deer came by that day. No. And that's why, too, you hear people say, you know, make sure your bow
0: is set at a really comfortable poundage. <laughs> Just so, for I guess instances, instances like that, you know.
2: What is your set on Kirk? I'm just curious. I
0: think like 85. Whatever. <laughs> I know, Jay. I knew what you are asking that for. That's why I gave you answer. It's on 65.
2: Six. Well, I'm uh, same way. Oh, uh, I wasn't trying to. I mean, if one. you want
0: to arm wrestle right here during the <laughs> podcast, we can throw it down. <laughs> I have. Hey, I will tell you what, though, I am terrified of arm wrestling because I've seen those videos of like people snapping their arms. And I broke my, my right wrist twice and my left wrist twice. So, I'm like waiting. <laughs> I arm wrestle somebody. It could be like a compound fracture. Yeah, that ain't my cup of tea. Well,
1: <laughs> don't challenge me. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Mine's on 68.5. Yeah. 68.5. Uh, yep, that's what it pounded out at. Huh. And uh,
2: Mine's right at 65. I just feel like that's plenty. Oh, it is plenty. But it's comfortable. Yeah. Um,
0: that's the way I felt. I mean, Chomper's the one that set mine. I didn't even set it. He was tuning my bow. Yeah. He's the one that set it there, and I pulled it back and was like, yeah, that'll work. I mean, if you can't it. Because
1: it. it was maxing out at like 72-something. Yeah. Something. yeah. Oh, really? Was, yeah. And he backed it off to where it would tune. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's it's ready to go now. I think we all got our bows tuned up. Yeah.
1: I so was shooting without so mine tuned except for, for me, a while. I'm, I'm still having some issues, but. The bows tuned and shot shooting, but I've been having some issues, but we're getting them all worked out. Yeah, I'll be ready for opener. Yep,
0: yep. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun, and and two guys uh, I know with our our early bear season there, and we're obviously we're going to mix in some uh, some different type of I guess content because that season's like a 16 day season, correct? Yep, 16 or 15 days. Well, like Jay Jay said, he's going to be early. Uh,
1: urban Uh, hunting urban Urban. hunting
0: that's the word I'm looking for I'm probably going to be going to Kentucky but then um in the evenings I plan on bear hunting just like spot and stalk with a rifle uh you know not every evening because I know I'm going to be tired and I know I got to get videos edited so when you're trying to hunt almost every day you got to space your your time out a little bit but uh also on the 14th um I can't remember if we said it or not in a previous podcast but I'm going to be filming a Kentucky elk hunt so that'll be really, really cool with my buddy, Mike Asher. He, uh, after 18 years of putting in for Kentucky's elk uh, draw for bow, um, bull, he has finally drew a tag, and we got some pretty sweet property to hunt. And he's super pumped. He's super pumped, and yeah. he is, uh, he's an elk man. He's, he's killed elk before out west in multiple states, and being from Kentucky, you know, that's not something easy to do. Um, and he's got it in Kentucky for a while now, and he's it's finally his turn, and that's an expensive tag to draw. I mean, that's like a, yep. forty. Almost, some places that's about a forty thousand dollar tag, you know, roughly for a Kentucky elk bull because the there's not a lot of tags there, and uh, it, there's really big bulls.
2: Yeah, you know. a lot of luck was involved there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he said uh, it's kind of a cool story. He was telling me the other day, and I plan on doing yeah, a podcast. Yeah, big story. He said uh, he was driving, and they actually do the Kentucky elk draw live. And you can, like, watch it on, like, YouTube, and they're, they're doing it. And he was, it was his anniversary, and he was driving. he said uh, uh, they were going down, and they got to the last one, you know, the bull archery tiger he wanted. And uh, it it, uh, it, was, it was going through, you know, and, and uh, there was a guy in front of him, I believe is what he said. It was an asher in front of him. And so he's like, well, I I literally have to be the next one or I didn't get drawn. And then he said, Asher popped up on the screen It said, Michael Asher. And he said he came unglued in his car. (laughs) guarantee it. Uh, That's awesome. His biggest bull was 330. And he said, you know, he's not going to be picky. He would be obviously happy with anything. I mean, he's got, I think, like two weeks to get it done. And so he's happy with whatever. Um, uh, you know, I think he's won something over 300. Yeah. I'm not going to be extremely picky, but, you mean, Kentucky has a potential. You could p- kill a, a bull in the upper threes, maybe even touch four. Yeah. Which would be wild. And
1: in a place where hunting has that potential. I wonder what the odds are of drawing. Because uh, I think I've put in. I've put in for years. I think I've put in six or seven years now. So, i got a long way to go. Yeah. yeah.
2: I've put in for the last
1: ten years. Yeah. Huh. So. Well, that's mm. going to be
0: that's going to be pretty, pretty. That'll be cool. awesome though. Yeah, that'll be a good one. And I think I'm actually going to do it as a a film style hunt. Originally I wasn't, um, but I'm, that's what I'm leaning towards now, kind of a film, so not like our typical videos where it's just something a little bit different. I thought it would be cool to. Uh, we were kind of looking for a film project this year to do, like try to do at least one, you know, like short film a year, and uh, I think that's going to be it. So.
1: Gonna be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be. It will be be exciting I've also I I look forward to it I've also got some
2: uh fall fishing on the books oh yeah yeah after after going and uh wetting the line there not so long ago kind of got the bug again yeah to do some fly fishing so I called my buddy uh Ian McQuinn who I used to fish with all the time and we've got plans to uh to go to the mountains and do uh do some fly fishing he'll probably be doing more fishing I'll I'll be behind the camera but uh I'm excited to do that. Hit some hit some spots we used to fish whenever we were younger.
0: Some untamed angler videos. There you go. There you go. Yeah. We are well diversified guys <laughs> in what we do. We take pride in that. We're not whitetail specialists, bear specialists. We're we like hunting whatever's in season. Jacks of all trades, master yeah. of none. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> hey, that's the way I'd rather be, man. I'm telling you, like if I wouldn't ever start a bear hunting, I would have never known what I was missing out on. And it could be that vice versa, if you've only bear hunted, you've never really seriously white-tail hunted.
1: But see, Jay's had a totally different experience, I mean not a totally different experience because Jay filmed with us one day and then he was coming back out to film like a week later. Yeah. Um, and he was filming but ended up, we didn't, we didn't have a shooter. Yeah. And I was like, hey dude, you want to you shoot it? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll shoot it. Killed a nice bear. Um, what was it four years three, four years ago? It was a while mm-hmm. ago. it was a while ago, and he never kind of took to it, right, but part of that probably could
0: be is where he you know you live versus where we hunt,
2: yeah. yeah, and i think I think a lot of it has to do with having your own dogs, yeah, because like when you guys are are bear hunting you know you're you're hound hunters, so like if it was a if it was a bear hunt without hounds i don't have hounds i think i'd be more into it yeah or if i owned my own bear dog right like, like you did like yeah yeah you know, that, that for Kurt me took it over bliss and it just it, it took off whereas if i it, that's the investment that's oh, the yeah. investment that's that's what makes you that's that's what invests you into it is having your own dogs and and training them and seeing them perform because that to me that's what hound hunting is about yeah um So, I mean, one day when I'm a little bit older and not as busy, if I buy, if I get my own bear hunt, I'd say, you know, I might be right there with Kirk. But the first time I went bear hunting, the very first time, was the time that I was filming and uh, the dog. Oh, the dog. And we got to get that footage. The dog, the the first first tree I ever went to was, it was absolutely chaotic. We're getting Josh was at the tree first, and he just starts yelling, like, Get here, get here, to Craig. And Craig, I'm with Craig, and we kind of crest over the hill. And we look, and the bear's going up the tree, and a dog has got it and is riding by the rump. The bear up the tree and right. he's
0: not like like riding it like a, you would a horse he's riding it via his mouth he's yeah. biting it and holding on to its butt so
2: yeah. i'm 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 videoing this and and craig it's his dog right yeah yeah he's kind of freaking out yeah like shoot it josh shoot, you know because he's worried about his dog and i mean it was it was a eye-opening experience to say <laughs> which lady. that's
1: n- i mean that's never happened since has it no i mean you you can search it online i mean i've found like Maybe a half a dozen videos that the dogs rode the bear up. Yeah, and that is just extremely uncommon. And I mean they it went they went forty foot in the tree and then the bear just came And the bear like uh it let and they just like Yeah. <sighs> Which obviously you don't want to happen. No. Right. Right.
0: But I mean that says a lot about those dogs and their will. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's impressive it, to me. It it was
2: it yeah, it was super impressive to me. And so that was my, my very first time and like the second time I went, Josh almost shot me. Um, the bullet like grazed over my boot. Okay, y'all, I, I was so, worried
0: y'all were gonna bring that up.
2: Please, uh,
1: you gotta elaborate on it. You can't just <laughs> leave it at that. So, well, I'm not, I'm not even gonna let Jay tell the story because I told him to stay out of my way. <laughs> and we had the bear bait up. Bear was baited in, in a big brush pile. And can and you, well, before we
0: go even further from that, explain for our listeners that don't know anything about bear hunting what bait up mm-hmm. means? So
1: the dogs caught the bear on the ground, and he got into a corner that he felt comfortable. He backed himself up into this brush pile and the dogs are just sitting there in front of him holding him there. They're just bait up holding him there. They're not running. So Jay and I take off up the hill.
2: And I had no idea what I'm running into. This is my first time going into a bait bear.
1: Yeah and I said you just just go over to the side. I said "I'm I'm gonna walk in behind him and I was just gonna reach through the brush and shoot him with my pistol and Jay I'm you know I keep on looking at Jay, and his eyeballs are as big as pie plates, yeah, and so I'm walking in and I get maybe five six feet from him, yeah, and I'm getting ready to go through the brush you know when you're when you're have a bear like that in that situation, I want to get the gun as close to the bear's head as i can yeah i want to reach in and if i can touch his head with it right i'm going
0: to and the reason that why he's saying that guys is because there's a lot of dogs going that's on. right it's and
1: it's it's chaotic pure chaotic there's and, and you just don't want the dogs to get shot you know, if you if you put a bad shot and that bear goes berserk he's going to tear the dogs up right yeah. you want to kill him stone dead yeah
2: so so the bear sees josh yeah and, and reacts and right start, at me well no he came at me first he started at me and then he Wait, I moved. wait, wait, wait. Who
0: did he come at first? At
2: me. Josh said
0: him. Jay said him. I, mean, I can see Jay's, Josh's face right now.
2: Listen, I move, and when I move, the bear sees me and changes his course right at Josh and literally just runs right well, he over.
1: Runs, he, runs, he, he hits me in my left leg. Uh-huh. And we're and on a hillside. And I'm, I'm 240, 245 pounds. Yeah. And he, Burly fl- boy. he flops me. Oh, like I'm a kite <laughs> but in the in the time that he's coming at me though I squeeze three rounds off at him you know point-blank of course I only hit him once yeah uh, but he flip-flops me and I get up and I don't all my stuff's off of me I mean I look like a wreck you know and <laughs> I look at Jay he's in you know he's in absolute shock
2: I'm in like a fetal position, yeah, sucking my cry <laughs>
1: by a tree. <laughs> Gosh. And I get up and give a big war cry. Oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, was know, I'm, I'm, I was completely, I was completely freaked out. I'm absolutely just elated and excited, you know, that I'm okay. But the, you know, you get that close to a bear, and it's it's pretty intense. Right. And uh, well, then Jay. You know, and I don't know the truth of it. Jay could have took a rock and scratched his boot. Negative. But there was a little groove out there towards the toe of his boot where he said around, hit his boot. (laughs) I felt the heat, Kurt. You know, so I don't know. Do you still have the boots, Jay? Yeah, see. I think I do. Well, we might have to. We might have to.
2: I'll look when I get get to the house. But he
1: was away from me at an angle, and I guess when I shot. When he was falling. When I was falling. Yeah. I tried to put one right in him. Yeah. And the bear, I mean, the bear literally ran over him yeah. while
2: he was shooting. It was.
0: So I guess the caption for this video, and this is going to be, you know, if, if y'all have, if y'all have watched the video on YouTube or you're listening to a podcast and you've made it this far, yeah. y'all are going to get to know because the caption of this video is going to be, like, I'm not for sure. so don't hold me to it. But I think it's gonna be Jay got shot in the foot. No,
1: no, <laughs> yeah. we don't want that. Why? How about
2: how about McCall. one of three times Josh almost killed Jay? That's
1: that's too much. It's okay. too much. Right. You know, that's all I hear is how I always try to hurt him, <laughs> or I've I've killed him over my driving, or side by sides or guns. The, I did throw him out of the side by side one morning. He wasn't holding on.
2: Yeah, he <laughs> um, almost ran over me that one time. What
1: the I deer
0: did. camp. <laughs> There've been a lot, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> 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 You also got me. You got me hung up on the title because I take pride in that.
1: Well, uh, I mean, what is it? it I'm sure bear. you'll come up with something good. Josh kid. got ran over by a bear, and I didn't even. You know, <laughs> after that bear knocked me down, I didn't even get up there. It baited up again, and in, in a mine. An old old man killed it. And old man got up there before I did and got it. Yep. Got it. Got it done. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But all the dogs were okay. I was okay. Jay was okay. Although I had to go get him a bottle of milk. So if you if you um, wonder why
2: I don't bear hunt as much, this this might be some of the explanation. Yeah, around.
1: I mean, it, I mean, it's what
0: happens. <laughs> um, well, I didn't no idea, did. guys. We uh, we write down a list of topics we want to talk about, and I'm going to let you know that ran over by bear, top. shot in the foot, was not part of it. But nah. That's where we're at right now. Definitely. Hopefully, top. y'all were entertained by that
1: little story. We well, I, mean, to I, I I think that we could do a podcast just on telling stories and... A bear, epic bear hunting stories? <laughs> well, just uh, any. I mean, uh, deer hunting, hawk hunting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're, turkeys really aren't a dangerous animal. Uh, we've... I don't know if we've ever made turkey hunting dangerous. I don't think so. Um, or had any bad encounters.
0: Usually but, turkey hunting just when... Someone's either hunting private, you're hunting it too, and they don't know you're there. Yeah, yeah. public land. or you're on public land, you know. and um, yeah. But no, that bear hunting, it can get,
1: it can get scary, you know. It gets intense. I mean, Chad got ran over one day. We were we were at the tree. He was filming that. He got a cell phone yeah, video. And uh, it was he and I, and that bear kept on going up a tree and coming out. We'd go to the tree and come out. Yeah. And it came out. And he was telling me, I was down down the hill with the dogs, and he was telling me, Josh, you better watch. I think he's going to come down the hill this time. And, you know, wherever you put the dogs around the tree, the bear usually goes the other direction. Yeah. I said, you better watch. And uh, that bear come out of the tree, looked at Chad, and. Ran him over. Ran him over and jumped on him. Man. And when he rolled over, he just, you know, it hit him, and he was able to land on his back and kick it off of him. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. but he was okay. I mean, but that, those aren't even the instances that, like, we want to try to get close.
0: Right, right. Um, but, too, when they're baited up like that and stuff, you don't have an option. You know, you got to get in there and get your dogs. Yeah. And so you got to get in there and kill the bear. And that's, I mean, that's. And you have
1: to, you have to kill the, deer, the bear dead. Yeah. You can't.
0: No lung shot.
1: Yeah. You can't shoot a bear in its vitals. Because there's going to be 30 to 60 seconds there that he's going to wreak havoc. Yeah. And he's going to bite and scratch and pull. Yeah. Anything in his path. That's until right. Until he runs out of. Until he run, runs out of oxygen or blood supply. I mean, mm-hmm. so you got to kill him stone dead. Yeah. Which is pretty.
0: Can get pretty intense as you all heard from that story. And like Josh said, that would be, that's a great podcast idea. Maybe get like Craig and, you know, Zach or and Chad or or any of the guys and just let them sit down and tell some stories
1: <laughs> yeah i mean there's a bunch of them yeah, yeah. i mean we'd have to get have a, a lot of sd cards and stuff to record yeah well
0: <laughs> all right guys i think that's going to be a pretty good time to end it <laughs> uh yeah that kind of caught me off guard there i try to try to keep it uh on topic on topic here but we went from jay's clothing layering to my draw length there's all kinds of different (laughs) stuff on this but that's the untamed we're not we're like we said we like doing it all and as much as we can and we like talking
1: about everything we love
0: talking about it and we love hearing from you all and uh that's why we you know y'all keep us motivated to do it so we appreciate it but i hope you all enjoyed this podcast uh we actually recorded this in cabela's uh, uh conference room yeah yeah, Just they were nice we, enough to let us do it here. Yep, so we Thank all you. met up here today. And uh, yeah, good deal, guys. Huh? Like I said, hope you all enjoyed the podcast. And that'll do it for today.